It's giving very much neglected. <laughs> Oops. Welcome back to another episode of the Scattered Podcast. As you can tell, it is your girl, V-Lux, Valencia, Sugar, Sugar Love, Chocolate Drop, your favorite podcast host. I'm back with another episode. Now, the last episode that was put up was from November the, I think it was like the 11th, like the beginning of November. So, happy Thanksgiving. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Um, Merry Christmas, happy holidays, happy Kwanzaa, happy um, New Year. I hope all you all, I hope everybody spent the New Year with the people that they love and care about the most. And I pray that you all have a very prosperous, generous, sincere, um, wealthy memorable and no harm to no one year i hope you all have an amazing birthday and you receive all the desires of your heart and no harm to no one moving right along so um the new year just started for me personally my new year was spent in good company i got to see a really good friend of mine and we got to share break bread with each other um so i am looking forward to more um outings and creating memories not just with my friends, but like more stuff for myself, um, as for solo stuff, solo activities. So the other day I was in my counseling session or a therapy session, however you want to label it. And we were talking about the importance of self-care and he and I, cause my accounts, my therapist is a man. He and I were talking about the ways that I can practice and implement intentionally, um, more self-care practices. So my idea of self-care is like going to get a massage, getting my feet done. I don't consider getting my nails and well, getting my pedicures and my hair done a form of self-care. Um, I mean, well, I, I yes, I do. I'm lying. Yeah, I, I definitely feel that. Up. I guess it just depends on the atmosphere. Like when I'm getting my feet done, I prefer not to have any kids around because I just want it to be as quiet and as peaceful as possible. I would prefer, I would rather not hear somebody screaming at their kids to calm down, sit down and the kids screaming and making a whole bunch of noise. Now kids just playing, that don't bother me, but it's just the screaming and the yelling and the arguing, the kids and a whole bunch of noise, that's what be messing with me. So we were talking about different ways for me to like restore and relax, like, you know, rest and relax. And of course you hear the word rest and you automatically think of sleep. And he was just telling me about how, like, I can look into um, journaling more and, like, things that I want to do, basically writing it on paper. Because um, I have, like, three journals. I have one journal that's a dream journal. I think I've mentioned it on the platform before. But I have three journals. I have one for my dreams. Like, I'll literally wake up and I'll either record it on my phone if it's something where I'm just, like, so tired. It took a lot of energy out of me. I'll just pick up my phone and record, like, a. I guess iPhones have voice memos. Um, I don't know if Androids have them. I have an Android. So what I do is I just pick my phone up and record what my dream was. I'll, all the details, anything I heard and I saw, um, sometimes I'll go back and write it out in detail on paper. When I tell y'all, I went back into my journal. Um, I think it was right before the new year, like a week or two before the new year. And I was looking at some of the dreams that I had. I was looking at some of the things that I wanted to do. Um, I have one of my journals is a dream journal. The other one is just like a random thoughts journal. And then the other one is just random things I hear and see or messages that stood out throughout the day, whether it be via music or if I, um, something stood out when I was watching a movie because I love watching movies. I absolutely enjoy it. It's one of my favorite pastimes is watching movies. That's another form of self-care, I guess. 
So I have those three journals. And in one of my journals, um, because it's almost full, <laughs> I have a page that is dedicated to different restaurants I want to I'm going to try. Um, and they are spread out from Nashville, Tennessee, uh, Atlanta, Georgia, and then Houston, Texas. That's what I have on my list at the moment. And I've heard, uh, I think it's Colorado, Colorado or Utah have uh, really, really good steak houses or steaks. I personally am a steak girl. I'm not afraid to get busy when it comes to the first date. I don't care how you view me, me eating a steak. If I want to eat beef, if I want to eat chicken, chicken tenders, something messy, I don't care. I'm not, I'm not a salad type of girl. As an appetizer, absolutely. But when it comes to my actual entree, I'm probably going to get a steak and some sides or a burger or something like if you got a problem with it, that's that's between you and God, Mr. Man, um, or whoever I'm on a date with. So anywho, so I he was just telling me, you know, I should journal more because I had told him something that I want to do for myself. And he was like, you know, have you ever journaled about it? And I was like, no. And he told me, well, the thing that I want to do, I don't want to share it with you all on the platform just yet. He was saying um, to just for me to write it out in my journal, but detail it and speak of it, journal it like um it's already happened. Like I experienced it, what the day was like, what the weather was like, what I was wearing, what the atmosphere was like when I went to different places, because I kind of feel like he was telling me, you know, when you write stuff on paper, it seems like it comes to like fruition, like it really manifests. And I was also sharing with him how sometimes I will pray. Like I understand I don't believe in Jesus and I don't go to church, but I do have a very, 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 very strong connection with God. And if there is a higher power than God or something in between where you got to go through, you know, the secretary before you get to God, we got a real good connection because I was telling him like, sometimes I'll pray for certain things, not just people, but it's like certain people come into my life and I ask for discernment. I ask God, the universe to let me know, like if this person is supposed to be in my life, okay, cool. If not make it very easy and just, you know, have that person remove that person from my life, you know? And I try my best. I've been doing a lot better recently with um, allowing people to leave my life, exit my life or be removed from my life uh, without resistance or trying to figure out why and why is everybody leaving me? Like that's some attachment issues that I'm still unbagging. Um, un, um, yeah, I'm back. Unpacking, excuse me. So he and I were talking about that and um, he was just saying how, oh no, about the prayer. So what I was saying was I was telling him about like when I prayed for my car because I needed this car. It wasn't like it was. And for some people, it may, excuse me, it may be a luxury. But for me, it was definitely both a luxury and a necessity because the first car that I had had cooler leaks. It was just giving me a whole bunch of issues and it was driving me more in the hole than it was being beneficial to me as a reliable, low maintenance vehicle. So the type of, well, what I initially wanted was an SUV. I wanted an SUV. I was, if you know me, once I get, when I want something, my eyes are focused on it and I'm going to get it by any means necessary. Well, not by any means necessary, but I'm going to be very determined on getting it. And most of the time, if it's meant for me to have it, I'm going to get it. So I prayed for the type of car that I wanted, well, the SUV that I wanted. And I remember when I was going, I was looking at different cars. I went to um, Chrysler Jeep Ram to look at a Ram 1500. It's a, pick, a pickup truck. And of course I looked at a charger. Hello. But 
I knew for me personally, I wasn't going to get no damn charger because I know that insurance was going to be through the goddamn roof. So I was like, okay, I can look, but I damn sure ain't going to buy it. And I'm most definitely not going to test drive it because that's going to be even more temptation for me to want to buy this car. Um, so I looked at a 1500. I didn't look at any GMC trucks, which I should have. Um, and then I think I looked at, I think the 1500 was the only one that I looked at. So I wanted the all black one with the little step down ladder. When you open the driver's side door, the ladder just automatically comes down because I am 5'3". So I can't just jump in the car. That's not, it's not feasible for me. Okay. Everybody's not blessed and able with long limbs, you bastards. So I looked at the 1500 and then I was like, you know, this is the truck that I want. I'm going to get it. Da, da, da. And then I started crunching numbers, looking at my lifestyle. And I was like, mm, maybe not right now. This is the type of truck or car I should, vehicle I should be getting right now. So I'm driving home. I never went to Volkswagen, which I just thought about. I don't know why I didn't go to Volkswagen. But anywho, I haven't heard any bad things about Volkswagen. So I'm driving home. And I realized, I'm like, damn, the Honda dealership right here. Let me just go in there. Now, mind y'all, they're about to close in like three hours. Now, I had already went to the bank. I got my pre-approval loan. And I knew what my budget was. Because one thing about me, what I've learned and been taught over the years is just because you get approved for something doesn't mean you need to max it out. For example, you get approved for a home loan of $600,000. That don't mean you need to go out and buy a damn house for $600,000. Me personally, if I was approved for $600,000, I wouldn't buy a house over three fifteen. dollars Honestly, that's just me. But you do what you want to do. Your money, your means, you got to live there. Not me. I don't give a damn. So I was driving and I rolled past the Honda dealership and I was like, mm, let me just go in here and look around. Now this was, I think it was still during the pandemic. Yeah, because it was, what year is this? When I bought that car like a year or two ago, I think. So I went to the dealership. I went in, looked around. I told the guy what type of car I had, told him what I wanted, what I wanted the car to look like. Because my first car is all black. It had a sunroof, remote start, really good on gas, reliable. And I already know with Hondas, they are very, very good cars. Like my uncles have Hondas. My uncle just posted today on Facebook. He's had his Honda Civic for 15 or 17 years. And his car is still driving. I should have got a Honda the first goddamn time. <laughs> Like, girl, I could just upgrade it, you know? But hey, you live and you learn, trial and error. So I went into the dealership. Like I said, I told him everything that I wanted. And he was like, okay, hold on one second. So we test drove a Pilot. We test drove, which is the SUV. And then we test drove a Accord. And then we test drove, I think that was the only thing that we test drove. So then he was like, okay, I think I got exactly what you want. I was like, okay, whatever. So I'm thinking he just blowing smoke. Walked outside. I laid my eyes on my baby that I now call Blake. If you ever hear me mentioning Blake, Blake is my car. And I was just in love. The black rims, the white car. And then I didn't realize that my paint is not pure white. It's like a sparkly pearl white, like a very pretty white. Not like an old lady cream off white, like uh, with glitter in it. It's like a very pretty soft white with like a little shimmer in it. So it's still very much something that I, I a color that I like obviously and it looks a lot better when it's clean my car's a little dirty right now so now mind y'all it was dark outside so then of course he pulled it inside so they can wash it and then I took the picture next to it because I said when I get my next car any cars I get after this I have to have that red bow on it because it's a gift to myself I don't want to just get a car get the keys and drive off the lot I want to put the bow on it 
So anywho, I said all that because I'm an Aquarius and we long winded. I said all that to say sometimes you don't get what you want because of something bigger for you, something better for you, which like, let's just say, for example, you wanted to apply for a job at Microsoft. Do y'all see what the hell Microsoft got going on right now? They laid off. I don't know how many employees and we just came out of the holiday season and it's like the audacity. The audacity of y'all to lay off all these people and they have families to take care of, lifestyles that they've established. You know, they have businesses and, you know, like I said, families to take care of. It's just very unfortunate. So um, I just want y'all to be mindful. Sometimes where you're at right now can be very frustrating and overwhelming. Even if you're having thoughts of unaliving yourself, if you just feel very depressed and upset, sometimes some look into different ways that you can express yourself safely, whether it be, like I said, journaling, uh, going for a walk, working out. I know for me personally, I need to get back into working out. It's nothing for me to work out and lose weight. My thing is consistency. That's where I lose. That's where I I need, that's where I need to work on. That's my weak spot when it comes to anything that I do. I'll start it. I'll start seeing results. And I'll be like, okay, let me take a break. And then that break turned into a few months, two weeks, a few weeks, a few months. Then it's years. I didn't get all the weight back. I can't fit into certain jeans. I don't like the way my body looks in certain dresses. Even if I wear shape where I just know I can look so much better if I would have just stayed consistent. But I can't blame nobody but myself. So there's that. But yeah, I just wanted to say that sometimes the... The things that you want is not what you're supposed to have at the moment or what you're asking for is not what you truly want. And that was another thing I brought up to my counselor was to my therapist was um, I felt guilty. I felt guilty sometimes when I prayed because I felt like the stuff that I was asking for was me being um, not selfish, but I just felt like nervous intimidated to ask god for what i truly wanted because some of the things that i want are material things some of the things i want is like relationships and the, the characteristics that i want in the person sometimes i feel like it's unattainable because i'm so used to people exiting my life and leaving and walking away or i'm always viewed as the strong friend the friend that can always everybody can depend on and rely on can take care of herself but then it's like okay but i still deserve to be respected and treated nice and have that genuine companionship. And when I say that companionship and relationships, I am not talking about romantic relationships. I'm talking about all my relationships, platonic, personal, business, and most definitely romantic. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. And he was just saying, you know, he asked me, which I already knew the answer to this because I was like, he is really stepping on my toes today. So he was asking me, he was like, well, you know, do you ever feel like when you're praying and asking and manifesting or journaling for some of the things that you want, do you ever feel like you don't deserve them? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Cause to me, it's like, I ask for these things, but then I don't get them. And it's like, I'm trying to figure out why maybe it's because I'm not deserving. No, it's because subconsciously I am manifesting, even though I don't want to, um, a pessimistic outcome, a negative outcome. So what I have to do now, consciously, now that I know that and I'm aware of that, is to catch those thoughts and remind myself, sometimes I have to say it out loud, is, you know, I don't want that to manifest. That's not true. That's not, you know, thank you for that thought, but I, that's not what I want. That's not what I asked for. And I don't, and I don't believe in, in that or whatever, something along the, something along those lines. So I just wanted to get that out there, give y'all a little brief update. 
my birthday is next week. It's Aquarius season. So be your true self. Um, please don't call me weird ever. I hate when people call me weird and crazy. That's probably and, and the B word. It's probably three words that'll get you cussed out without a second guess. I don't give a damn. We at church at your grandmama funeral. I'm going to get your ass together. I hate being called the B word crazy and weird. I just expand your vocabulary. Find something else. My, my first name works very well. It's only four syllables. So, whoo, let's transition over to, we lost a lot of people in the past year. Now, some of these people that passed away, I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? This is crazy. So, I would like to give my condolences to the family, friends, spouses, children, and fans of the following people. Um, David Arnold. Arnold, he was the creator of the Nickelodeon series, That Girl Lele. Leslie Jordan, he was most, um, some people might know him from his TikToks and Instagram videos he posted. Um, he was also well known as a character on uh, Will and Grace. Um, my 90s, 2000 babies, Aaron Carter, who is the younger brother of Nick Carter from the Backstreet Boys, he passed away. Jason David Frank, he was the original Power Ranger. He was the green and the white Power Ranger. He had the dark hair, and he had the, um, the ponytail when he was on Power Rangers. Christy Alley, she was on Cheers and Look Who's Talking 1 and 2. Steven Twitch Boss, he was the DJ on um, the Ellen DeGeneres show. Anita Pointer of the Pointer Sisters. Barbara Walter, she is a well-known um, journalist. I think, was she on? I don't remember what platform she was on, but everybody know Barbara Walters. And y'all is some, you, black folks, you know what? Black people don't take shit serious. I was on um, Tanisha, my co-host, Nasty. She sent me the video of somebody, they had made the video of, um, they put a picture of Barbara Walters up. And then they took that clip from, that sound bite from Tatted Up by Fabo. You know, when he'd be like, Barbara, Tatted Up. I really can't stand y'all. Y'all is some ignorant Negroes. Okay. <laughs> that shit was funny. And then we lost um, Fred White. He was the drummer from Earth, Wind & Fire. And last and unfortunately not least, we lost Gangsta, Lola Gangsta Boo Mitchell um, from 3-6 Mafia, the original members, um, one of the first ladies of 3-6 Mafia. I don't think 3-6 Mafia will ever be the same again. And then people were online questioning why. I think DJ Paul wasn't at her funeral. I don't know if y'all know how funerals work, but that can be very emotionally taxing on an individual. And DJ Paul doesn't have to be at the funeral to offer and extend his condolences. And um, I really wish celebrities and wealthy people would stop trying to prove and show off what they paid for and what they did and did not do. Basically justifying their actions. Give these people the middle finger and your ass to kiss. You don't owe nobody explanation. You not why you why are you explaining yourself to people that's not in your tax bracket? Move right along. So I most definitely want to extend my condolences to them, to their family members and loved ones. When Gangsta Boo died, that really fucked with me because I was like, she had um, one of the pages I follow on Instagram had posted a, um, basically giving her flowers. It was giving her flowers uh, post and she interacted and she was just saying her comment was basically saying, you know, I'm, I'm accepting now people giving me my flowers and I'm, um, I accept it and I respond to it as often as I see it. And literally I think she passed like a week or two after that post. So the page that posted her, let me see if I can pull it up. 
the page that posted her when she ended up passing away was like, wow, that's crazy. I literally just posted about her and then she ended up passing away, but she was very appreciative. She was very sweet. Let me see if I can find it. Cause they always post some tea, honey. They post some shit I had no idea about. So the page is called Culture Connect. So it's on Instagram. C-U-L-T-C-H-A and then oh culture content. Lord have mercy. C-U-L-C-U-L-T-C-H-A. C-O-N-T-E-N-T. So culture connect. So instead of culture, it's culture, C-H-A, and then content. And they are on Instagram. I don't know if they have a Twitter. I haven't looked on Twitter to see if they have a Twitter. So my condolences to them. Um, speaking of black folks not taking shit serious. So if y'all have been on Instagram, I mean on um Twitter or just out in social media land, you've seen recently, or maybe you didn't see, that Boosie's daughter Ivy came out as a lesbian so she popped out with her she popped out with a picture of her and her girlfriend saying something along the lines the caption said something she was gonna love her to eternity or something like that for me it was like the brat like okay and like who was surprised that, that girl was gay so in typical negroes don't take shit and nobody serious somebody on twitter had um <laughs> somebody on twitter took the picture of ivy and her girlfriend and they put they dyking by bootsy over it <laughs> if you heard they dyking because i think they said they scrubbed it from all platforms because it was it was derogatory it was offensive i'm like man fuck y'all that was a good song that song really bring back two red bones kissing in the back two 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 red bones kissing in the two two like come on man girl don't stop keep going and relax me man don't get me started like first of all that shit funny as fuck and then people was like wow that's so on trend like isn't that a coincidence that boosie was all up in arms making them comments about Dwayne wade's daughter just for his daughter to be gay and i'm like child boosie got enough going on so i mean i guess this is this is what's his karma child i don't freaking know so i'm gonna keep y'all updated on some shows and movies that i've watched what I've been watching, what I would like to recommend to y'all. So I'm going to start with shows. I was going to do movies. I'm going to do shows. So the following shows are available on Amazon Prime. Um, I know what you did. These are series. These are shows. So on Amazon Prime, I've been watching I Know What You Did Last Summer, Will of Time, and Riches. So I Know What You Did Last Summer. If you've seen the movie, the franchise, you... um. Because it was, I know what you did last summer, and then I still know what you did last summer. I still know what you did last summer was with Makai Pfeiffer and Brandy. Was Makai Pfeiffer in that one? I think he was, but I know Brandy was for sure. So it was basically about some kids. Um, this one is more like up to date. Well, from like 2001 or something like that. So it's about these kids. They're living in Hawaii, and one of the girls is a twin. They go to this end of the year senior year party. And they're driving down the street. And of course, if you've seen the movie, they hit something. I'm not going to give y'all too many details. So what they hit, of course, is a person. And they ended up they end up disposing of the body. And they go on with their lives. And then they come home after, I think it was like a few months after the incident happens. And, well, hit and run at this point. The incident, the hit and run happens. And then they start getting all these messages about, I know what you did last summer. Like the, one, of the, one of the twins comes home 
to her dad's house and she opens up her closet and it's on the mirror it says i know what you did last summer and then they have the head of a boar in her closet and it's like leaking blood it was just a lot but they only unfortunately they only made one season i really wish they would have gave us at least two more seasons before they canceled it which is some bullshit and that really pissed me off uh, because actually when i first started watching it i was like this shit finna be stupid but then when i finished the actual season i was like okay i would love to have more seasons so amazon prime play with your kids don't play with me y'all are really pissing me off um, the next series is called Wheel of Time. If you like um, nonfiction, Harry Potter, magic type stuff, I think if you if you like supernatural, I wouldn't say Game of Thrones. I'm trying to think of another show that you can go. Harry Potter is probably the closest first thing off the top of my head. If you like Harry Potter in like a series form, you can look at Wheel of Time. So Wheel of Time is basically about these women who have um, special powers and they're supposed to help people but not harm anybody you definitely don't kill anybody with them um i enjoy it like i said it's on amazon prime and then you have the series car riches is based on this family who is divided the the kids share the same dad but they have different moms so the kids with the kids with the kids who have the mother who's married to the father who dies because the dad dies and in his will, he breaks down who gets what and how the money will be distributed. From episode one, like literally, I love when shows come out the gate swinging. I love when they keep my attention throughout from that first episode up until that very last episode. Now, Riches only has one season. I believe they've been approved for season one already. And Riches, this first season has six no, eight episodes, and I think I've only watched the six because I want to wait until season two comes out, and then I'm just binge watch it all. So, Riches, like I said, is about this wealthy family. They own um, the father is the creator and founder of the, this very prominent, well known hair care brand, kind of like a um, dark and lovely, I guess you would you would say, like a or like um, pink, pink, pink lotion, Luster's pink lotion. If you know, if you know, you know. So he owns this company and he ends up passing away and he leaves. Am I giving too much away? Uh, we too deep now. So he ends up passing away. He has his wheel read and that's when shit hit the fan because you got the kids that he, from his wife, because he didn't marry the, I don't think he married the first lady. I don't remember. He didn't marry the first lady. So the second woman he married basically was all up in arms about how the wheel was read and she trying to tear down the key. Okay, now I'm giving away too much. Detail. So, Riches on Amazon Prime, Will of Time, Will of Time, and I know what you did last summer. On Netflix, I got my own Netflix now. I feel like a whole adult. I got um, Blood and Water. It's this series based on these South African students who are... This young girl, when she was born, she had... Well, not when she was born. She had a, a sister. And when the sister was born, the sister was kidnapped. What she was told was the sister was kidnapped. She grows up for whatever reason. She starts doing her own investigations and realizes that her sister may still be alive. So the girl that she suspects to be her sister, she ends up transferring to the girl's school to get, you know, further to get a little closer to her, ask her some questions. As she's questioning the girl that she suspects to be her sister, she find the, the girl that she's questioning that she suspects to be her sister 
starts questioning her own parents, asking them, you know, where was I born? Why don't I have any baby pictures around the house? Like we only had pictures from when I was like a, like a few years old. And of course, when I got older and then they kept on saying, you know, well, we all your baby pictures are with grandma. So on one of the recent episodes, grandma comes to visit and she asked grandma, like, you know, where are my pictures at? And she was like, oh, I have them at the house. When you come visit, I'll show them to you. And so the mom starts gets nervous because she realizes I'm full of shit and ain't no damn baby pictures. Now we got to come up with something. So they get a whole DNA test girl and then the guy on there his name is kb oh that man no he fine y'all oh geez louise that boy no he is fine very handsome young man all right a black king you feel me so that like i said it's called blood and water it's on netflix it is a series and from what i saw they have season season two has already been filmed but it hasn't been released and they just i think they recently got approved for season three i believe I think, I think I'm getting riches and blood and water together. You can Google it and figure it out yourself. Now on to movies. So the other day I woke up, literally woke up, was getting ready for the day. And I started saying my weebalization. If you watch movies, <laughs> you already know. This is a movie I felt like fell under, flew under the radar. Right along with Blank Man. Blank Man had a day. Well, both of these movies, I didn't realize David Allen Greer was in this movie, but David Allen Greer was in Blank Man. He was the other man, the other guy that was Blank Man's sidekick, like his Robin to his Batman. And my favorite scene from that whole movie was when they went to confront Manelli because he had um, the news lady played by Robin Givens. And David Allen, well, the other guy didn't know that his suit wasn't bulletproof. And so he was like, shoot me, shoot me. Do I have to put a target on my ass? And Blank Man, who was play, played by Damon um, Wayans, was like, wait, 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 I ain't, I ain't, your suit ain't bulletproof. Now I'm trying to tell your motherfucking head ass, calm down. So then they shoot him. <coughs> they shoot him. And David Allen goes, oh, you shot me. <laughs> I don't give a damn if y'all not laughing. I cackle every time I see that. And of course, early in the movie, you got J5. J5, speak to me. Manelli, you're going down. That is my mother. Y'all kiss my grits. That is one of my favorite movies. Oh my gosh. And I watched that recently on um, Tubi. And I got some Tubi movies for y'all to review as well to look at. Um, so yeah. So going to Tubi, the movies that I watched recently that I want to recommend to y'all. Because I can't remember if I... Had already told y'all about these movies. So if I did, oh well. If I didn't, surprise, you're welcome. So on Tubi, they have, okay, so the first movie is called Crosses. And then they have a sequel to it called Double Crosses. So I watched Double Crosses. Both of them were, to me, I enjoyed them, Crosses and Double Crosses. I've seen a lot of people on Instagram and on Twitter talking about Tubi and how the movies are low budget. They're not good. And I'm just thinking to myself, are y'all looking at any other movies or are you just looking at one movie and they're trash? Me personally, if I see a movie, it looks good, I'm going to try and watch as much as possible. And if I can't get through it, I'm going to turn it off and find something else. So, anywho. So, Crosses is the first movie. Double Crosses is the sequel. And then, um, me and David. What's going on with me and David Allen Greer? He got me in a chokehold. So, they put Peebles on um, Tubi. I don't know if y'all have ever seen that movie. It's David Allen Greer. He plays Kerry Washington's... Um, father and Carrie Washington is engaged but her family does not know she's engaged to Craig Robinson and Craig Robinson was on Hot Tub Time Machine 
this I, this movie is so funny and it also stars um what's that guy's name that played chris on everybody hates chris he's on people he's in people's as well so david allen greer carrie washington craig robinson and that young man that played chris on everybody hates chris another movie that i watched that i enjoy is called he played me i believe i already recommended one more flip and get paid so if y'all have not seen those movies on t on tubi please go watch them i really believe y'all will enjoy them and again they are on tubi um so the movie that i was i get so distracted so easily the movie i was talking about with my weebilization is called three strikes so three strikes came out in 2000 uh it had nabush wright e40 brian hooks david allen greer uh Faison love who else was in that movie mike i think that was mike Epps in that movie i don't i can't remember who else was in that movie I'm trying to remember i know it was e40 i know it was brian hooks i know it was nabush wright and the Bush Wright also played in uh, Dead President. She played um um uh, what is his name? Lorenz Tate's girlfriend or wife, baby mama. So if you ever seen Dead Presidents, the Bush Wright was in there as well. Anywho, so yeah, three strikes. But I haven't three strikes just popped in my head. I hope they put it on two because I definitely want to see that. And then on prime movie or prime video i watched uh finally watched without remorse it has michael b jordan and lauren london in it it's about a um a service member who unfortunately has a home invasion that leads to a fatality and they go on a journey to figure out who was behind it and then when they find out who's behind it and why they're behind it the way the movie turned out like when the movie started like within the first 45 minutes, I already knew in my mind, I knew who was responsible for the home invasion that led to the fatality. By the time the movie was over, I was over there like, oh shit, just loud and wrong. I was definitely wrong. When I say wrong as hell, I was wrong as fuck. So without remorse with uh, Michael B. Jordan and Lauren London, it was really good. Michael B. Jordan acted his ass off. He looks delicious. Lauren London looks amazing. And then the fact that she did this movie I want to say probably a little while after Nipsey passed, it's just kind of like, it's admirable because I personally don't think I would be able to do it because some of the emotions I think she had to tap into. But again, I'm not Lauren London. I don't know her, but kudos to her, Lauren London. I wish you all the best. You're still beautiful. You've always been really pretty. You're an amazing actress and I look forward to seeing you in more movies and on more shows. And I absolutely will be watching you people because Nia Long, Lauren London, and um, um, uh, Eddie Murphy. She, you had me on Lauren London, Nia Long, Nia Long. Now I, I don't plan on watching the Best Man series, but anything with Nia Long, and I'm probably gonna watch it because that is a gorgeous. She is. Have you seen Nia Long? That woman ain't never been uglier day in her life. Mm -mm. I will be watching that. And then another movie would be uh, Vault with uh samira wiley she played puse on orange is the new black and then theo rossi he played juice on sons of anarchy if you watch sons of anarchy the movie is called vault it's about um it's based on a true story about um a group of guys who rob <laughs> they rob a bank is one of the most prominent well-known bank heists to date and then the way everything works out oh, Damn, I do not want to give y'all. Just go watch it. It's called Vault on Amazon or Prime Video. If you wanna, you got that jailbroken fire stick. You can use that too. Um, I finally watched uh, Coming to America the sequel. 
Um, it was very, very much, it was, it had a lot of cameos in Vogue, Tiana Taylor, of course, Eddie Murphy and, um, Arsenio Hall, um, It's like, honestly, it's like, who didn't they have in the movie? I think it Whitney Houston and Michael Jackson still alive. They would have had them in the movie, too. They had so many people in this damn movie. I'm surprised they have Chris Brown in the movie. Did they have Chris Brown in this movie? I don't think they did. Um, it was cool. I think I laughed two or three times. It was just way too many musicals and songs going on. Like, this is not the whiz. But all in all, I watched it. I wouldn't buy it on DVD or give it any kudos or con I just, it just was too much. It was way too much. And then they were trying to use all this hip lingo and I'm like, mm, I don't like it. I know. So I watched it. It watched me. I was on the phone most of the time. Move right along. The last movie that I watched stressed me the fuck out. Definitely one of the most unorganized bank heists I've ever seen in, in a movie. The movie is called Ambulance. Again, this movie, I saw it on Amazon uh, Prime Movies. Uh, it stars Jake Gyllenhaal and Yahya, Yahya Abdul-Mateen II. He played Cal Abraham on The Watchmen. Y'all. So Jake Gyllenhaal, Yahya comes to him at, and asks him, he's asking him for some money so his wife can get uh, a specialized surgery. So Jake is like, y'all give it to, to you, but you got to come with me on this heist. And, and Yaya is like, look, I don't want to get into no shit. I just want this money for my wife so she can get the surgery and we can find another way for me to give back to you. And Jake was like, nah, I'm not going to give you this money until you tell me you're going to come with me on this heist. Yaya says yes. And he goes, okay, cool. We leaving right now. Yaya looking at him like, damn, nigga, we ain't went over no plans. I don't know what we wearing. Like, I'm wearing my regular everyday clothes. I ain't got on all black. We don't got no mask. You ain't giving me the rundown of where we going, what we doing. So they go to rob this federal bank. When they go rob the bank, they don't know that the police are there. So the police officer comes back in the bank because he wants to shoot his shot at one of the bank tellers. The police officer don't know that Yaya and the guys are in there. As they're going, wait, 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 let's back up. As they're going to the robbery, one of the guys, now mind you, Yaya don't know any of the other guys on the heist. Me personally, if I'm committing a crime, I need to know who the hell I'm committing a crime with because we may not mesh well. It's always that one greedy ass person that's trying to kill everybody and get the money for themselves or fuck something up or get too greedy and they want to get more than what we discussed initially and get 10 for it. Baby, they go on the damn heist to go rob the bank. And this, one of these motherfuckers got on Birkenstocks. I don't know if y'all know what Birkenstocks look like, but Birkenstocks are not let's go commit a crime shoes. At the fuck all. So they go in and they go rob the bank and then they kidnap the officer and then a whole bunch of sh The movie was very engaging, very action packed. They end up taking the ambulance because somebody ends up getting injured really, really bad. And then, of course, they got the police officer. So now the officer is a hostage. So they got the whole LAPD. And they were like, you know, we can get around LAPD. But when they bring in SWAT, we're going to be shit out of luck. We got to get out of here quick. So Jake Gyllenhaal has a connection with 
um, I don't know if they were the cartel, but he has a connection with a very prominent um, family in California. So he reaches out to them and is like, hey, we need a way out. We need y'all to create a, um, a decoy so we can get through and get to where we need to go. We we took this amount of money. We'll give you half of it. And the dude was like, shit, say less. So they created a decoy. I'm not going to tell you what the decoy was, but it was action-packed, suspenseful, it's very engaging, it's going to keep your attention. As long as you cut the movie on, you already got your snacks and stuff prepared, you're going to continue and watch the movie all the way through. I think that movie was a little over an hour and 20 minutes. I watched the whole thing. Vault was over an hour, 30 minutes. I watched the whole thing. Without Remorse was well over an hour and 30 minutes. I watched the whole thing. Coming to America, like I said, I wasn't really engaged. I was on my phone, whatever. Um, Do I have any other movies on here? I do not. I went over everything. Um, so like I said, I just wanted to check in with y'all because I have not been on here in a minute and I miss talking to y'all. I didn't realize how long because I've been wanting to record an episode. But every time I record an episode, I'm like, OK, I'll do it next weekend. I'll do it tomorrow when I get off work. And then I just come home and I don't do it. Not that I don't have time because I definitely do. I just was putting it off. Child. I ain't going to hold you. I ain't going to lie to you. Um, another thing that popped up in my mind was randomly of course when and why did this Nicki Minaj and Cardi B beef start and when is it gonna stop that was my initial question and then I went on Google because you know Google has artifacts for days and I'm looking at why they started beefing and it started because Ra Ali made a song and it mentioned Cardi B's daughter but then Ra Ali said it wasn't her it was somebody that Ra Ali knows and Cardi B was just really upset, as she should be because of a mention of her daughter. I mean, who wouldn't be upset? But I really wish this Cardi B and Nicki Minaj beef would end because we've had too many losses in hip hop. It's way too much money between the two of them that could be made, that's already been made. And I don't understand the need or the, the necessity. What, what, how has it benefited either one of you to have a beef with one another? Y'all are grown, y'all are married, y'all have a child, children. Why are y'all beefing? Why don't y'all like each other? I ain't saying y'all have to be butt buddies and get on the song together because I really don't care. But my thing is, again, we've mentioned it before on, on, our, on our podcast, on this platform. The women in hip-hop and, in hip-hop in general, because you'll never hear about no Nia Long and freaking Tracy Ellis Ross having beef, but women in hip-hop... It's like a, it's a selling point basically for them to have beef. Any beef is a selling point, but I feel like women's beef, I feel like it is elevated a little bit more and I don't understand why. Me personally, I do feel like the Barb's and Barty gang are definitely adding fuel to the fire by the, by the fucking boatload, not even by the gallon, by the boatload that make it way worse. I was on Twitter the other day and I had asked them to stop showing me the feed but it was saying like 30 and ugly, 30 and botched, botched and ugly, Cardi botched or something like that. And I was like, I don't want to see this. Like we, they too, they are too well established as women and, and as artists to have this type of unnecessary. I ain't, oh, Let me not say unnecessary, but to me at this point, let that shit go. If y'all never going to be cool again, I don't care. And again, Cardi and Nicki cannot dictate or control how their fans respond but I just want this shit to be over with because I'm tired of seeing, I'm tired of hearing about it. It's to me, it should have been over and done with a long time ago, especially after that whole Met Gala shit with the, with the fight between Cardi and Riley. And of course people were all pissy about it, about, oh, that's just, that's not the time and the place for them to do that. And most people were saying that because it was a bunch of white people there and they felt like it was making us look ghetto. And I mean, if somebody mentions your child and Cardi had already said it was on site, 
y'all thought she was going to exempt because there was a Met Gala? Bitch, if you right here, I don't know why I'm going to see you again. Why not? The fuck? And then I was trying to, trying to, I was trying my best to be like, okay, you know, Nikki ain't really, she didn't really say nothing. It was Riley and Cardi. But then, but then, comma, but, per Google, Nikki went on her podcast and was talking about how, um, she wasn't involved. She didn't hit anybody. She didn't fight, but she did see that Cardi basically got lumped up and then she started ha ha and Kiki and Nikki started ha ha and Kiki on the podcast. And then later on on the episode or like the next episode, she was like, well, that was just, that was not the time or the place. That was just, you know, I'm too established. That shouldn't have happened. I don't think it was necessary. And it's like, girl, how you switched up that damn quick? First, she was ha ha and kiki and like, yeah, it wasn't me that got hit. But I know, uh, I know Riley didn't get hit. But, you know, oh, and I think she mentioned Cardi by name was like Cardi got hit or Cardi got beat up or whatever. And I'm just thinking to myself, why would you even, I wouldn't even, you the queen. Why are you? Even mentioning some shit like that. If you call, if you call yourself the queen, let me let me let me backtrack. I don't I don't consider Nicki Minaj the queen of anything. If you call yourself the queen and you the queen, you have this queen mentality. Why are you even mentioning bringing it up on your platform and ha ha and kikiing about it? That ain't no queen shit. That's very much petty, catty, want to be in the mix. That's mixy. It's giving mixy. So. The barbs, y'all can say what y'all want to say. I don't give a fuck. I said what I said. I needed to say because I've been. I was literally sitting in my room one day and I'm like, why have Nikki and Cardi never collab before? Like what's to, to have them two on a song together would be, it'll blow some people's minds for real. But I was just really thinking to myself like, damn, didn't Nas and Jay-Z count, um, squash their beef? Like, I don't understand why Nikki and Cardi can't squash. Like y'all make y'all own money. I got your own platforms. I got your fan bases. Why are y'all still, why is it still being drug out? Why is it still a beef? And then they tried to put Megan Thee Stallion in the middle of it because when Megan got on Watt with Cardi, they were saying Megan chose size. And I'm like, Megan can work with whoever the fuck she want to work with. If she want to work with a Nikki and Nikki, she want to work with her, cool. If Nikki don't want to work with Meg because Meg worked with Cardi B, that's very catty and petty. Again, you you are, she's allowed to her feelings to feel how she want to feel. But I feel like it's very just, I'm over it. I just want them, I just want these grown ass married mothers to get over it. To, to let it go. Like I said, y'all don't have to be butt buddies and friends and follow each other on social media, but don't engage in no shit like that with somebody. If if Cardi if, so, if Cardi having an interview and they bring up Nicki Minaj, Cardi, just next question, I talk about bring up something else. If they ask Nicki and they act, they bring up Cardi B, Nicki, just bring up something else. Why chime in and ha-ha and kiki and make a joke about it or give it any type of motion? Like, my goodness. I just, I'm just over it. I just want that shit to be over. I'm, I'm, call me Keisha Cole. I really want this shit to be over and done with. I'm so tired of Nikki and Cardi and, and, and Barty gang and the barbs going psycho. At this point, the barbs are worse than the beehive. You remember once upon a time, the beehive was like the, the fan base you did not want to fuck with. Like they was getting people fired, fired for talking shit about Beyonce on the internet. Speaking of Beyonce, child, I done seen something online where they was talking about. It was this clip of Farrah. And I don't know if y'all know who Farrah is, but Farrah was a, a, a not an original member of Destiny's Child. Wendy Williams was being funny. If you can find the soundbite from when Farrah was on the Wendy Williams show, go listen to it in its entirety. <coughs> Excuse me. Go listen to it in its entirety. Wendy was... Wendy was definitely... 
getting some tea. And they were basically talking about how they wanted to keep Beyonce light skinned. She, well, they wanted Beyonce to be the lightest one in the group. They would make uh, Michelle Kelly and Farrah tan, go on tanning beds. And when they would do outfits, Beyonce's, of course, would always be the nicest. And, you know, as a kid growing up, I never paid attention to skin tones and outfits. I was just like, oh, my God, this is Destiny's Child. I always looked at them as Destiny's Child. I never looked at them like, oh, I like Kelly because she's dark skin or I like Beyonce. Or I just knew Kelly, Michelle. No, no, no. I knew uh, Kelly, Beyonce, um, Latoya, and Lativia. That's the Destiny's Child. I know. That's the original Destiny's Child. We're going to talk about Destiny's Child. That's the original Destiny's Child. I like Michelle, but she's not the original Destiny's Child. We're going to get into it. I don't give up. I said what I said. You ain't going to fight me. So, Farrah was basically saying how, like, like I said, they were making... The other members that were not Beyonce tan um, when the outfits would be made, <clears throat> the outfit for Beyonce would always stand out and be the nicest, the sexiest, the most fitting and flattering. And I was just like, girl, Lord have mercy. And then I didn't know, like I said, I didn't know some of this stuff because I was so young and I wasn't really into details like this. Like, I just want to know, like, name and when your birthday was and where y'all from, when the next album coming out and can I go, you know, go to one of y'all concerts. So Farrah was also saying, like I said, y'all can hear the same information. Y'all think I'm BSing. Um, if you go on YouTube or if you go on Google and you can find the clip or the actual interview of Farrah from Destiny's Child being interviewed on the Wendy Williams show. And Wendy was definitely bringing up the whole, you know, when you was in the studio, did they really bring your suitcase in there and tell you to leave? Like you were out of the group or like, how did it go? Like she went, if you know Wendy Williams, Wendy Williams was digging in and getting all the tea, all the corrections and figuring out what was what. So Farrah was also talking about how um, most of, well, majority of their team, of course, you had Beyonce's father, who was their manager. You had Miss um, Beyonce, what's uh, Miss Tina? Miss Tina was their uh, hairdresser, uh, wardrobe stylist. I didn't know if, if I don't know if y'all know this, but I, I did know this. Miss um, Tina was the, she made all their outfits, I believe by hand. She stitched them, so, well, she measured all the girls. She stitched them and sewed everything by hand. I don't think they ever had anything where it was like any of their outfits were already like pre-made. I don't think I could be wrong. Like I said, I'm not sure. But basically when Farrah was a part of Destiny's Child, they were saying how um, <clears throat> Farrah was saying that, of course, the daddy was the manager. T Miss Tina was their wardrobe stylist, hairstylist. And then I think they said Beyonce's cousin was like the security guard. And then one of the other cousins was like the accountant. Like all of her family was basically the, the team. So it wasn't like you can go to somebody and confide in them and be like, you know, I don't really care for this outfit that I got. Cause it was like, they own, they Beyonce's people. Like you can't just, you really don't have a, a, a outlet to anybody. So that shit sucked. And I want to say something and I've already said it before. I'm gonna say it again. When I hear dangerously in love by Beyonce, I turn it off. I'm not listening to it. I like this. I like Destiny's Child, Kelly, Michelle, and Beyonce singing Dangerously in Love. That's the Dangerously in Love I like. When she performed and she performed Dangerously in Love, I just kind of like, mm, I ain't sing it because that's not the Dangerously in Love I support. That's not the Dangerously in Love I like. That's not the Dangerously in Love I was introduced to. So when I saw her, when I saw Beyonce's album and she had Dangerously in Love on there, I'm like, why are you re-recording this by yourself? That's just my personal opinion. Like I said, I, I really don't, I didn't care for it. I, that was very random. But if you've been listening to this podcast, you know, I'm very random and I'm saying what I want to say. 
So another thing that I'm trying to be more conscious of is just stop holding back so much and people pleasing. I didn't realize some of the things that I was doing was people pleasing until again, when you go to counseling, you talk to your counselor and your counselor actually, when your counselor doesn't just sit there and take notes and, oh, uh-huh, that's interesting. And they're actually interacting with you and, and verbalizing and helping you understand why you may be doing certain things and not only helping you to understand why you do certain things, but also providing you with feedback on how to apply new ways of thinking and coping and healthy new ways of uh, coping and dealing with and understanding why you do some things that you do. So this is why I'm very um, supportive and I will always encourage therapy, um, counseling, however you want to label it, whether it be individual, couples counseling, family counseling, if it's counseling out there, you have the resources, you got the money, you got the the benefits to support it. Please go get counseling. Sometimes you don't even know how much baggage you need to unpack until emotional, mental, financial that you need to unpack until you go sit on that couch. Because one, you can think it's, oh, I'm just depressed. But then it's like, oh, it just goes back to your when you were a teenager and when you had this breakup when you experience this death when you experience deaths back to back on top of a breakup on top of a divorce on top of losing a child on top of da 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 you don't even because sometimes you when you have a loss I don't know about y'all but sometimes when I experience a loss I get deeper into a black hole mentally I don't want to be bothered by nobody I just want to work because I don't want to think about it I don't want to deal with my emotions um and then it's just like okay that's just another person that's not in my life and it's just like that's gonna be my my life story is everybody always leaves. And then it's like, mm, don't be such a negative Nancy. Some people, you don't know why they leave and why they remove from your life. And like I said, it's just, to me, therapy gives me, provides me with a healthy outlet to express myself and to talk to somebody because my friends are my friends. Even if they are a licensed therapist, they're not my therapist. I don't need to dump everything on them emotionally, what I'm going through. Ask me how I'm doing. Oh, I'm cool. Oh, I experienced X, Y, and Z. Somebody cut me off in traffic. Moving right along. Don't go into details and drag it out and dump it on them because that's what I was doing. I was always, and I didn't really know I was doing it until one day I caught myself and I was like, wait a minute. Mm -mm. Don't, don't do that. And I was getting ready to dump on them emotionally. And then I was just like, oh, no, I'm good. Like, you know, I just had some stuff going on, but I'm cool now. And I really meant it because I've had this habit of people be like, oh, hey, how you doing? And I'm like, oh, I'm good. But on the inside, I'm dying. I'm dying. I'm unhappy. I'm sad. I'm irritable. And then I had to. Another reason why I really went to therapy was because I didn't like my moods. I felt like I was way too moody, like. I would be more agitated than I would happy. But then it's like, what are you so agitated about? Why are you so angry all the time? Why are you so, not angry, but why are you so agitated or so frustrated all the time? And then I realized I was internalizing a lot of stuff because what? I was people pleasing. I was keeping the peace. I wasn't saying how I felt. I wasn't really expressing myself in that moment just because, well, I know if I open my mouth, I'm going to be perceived as a villain. So fucking what? Say what I need to say so I can sleep better at night instead of me like, damn, I should have said X, Y, and Z. So if you've been out here, people pleasing, keeping the peace, how is you keeping the peace with whoever, wherever, how is that working for you mentally? Exactly. God damn it. So from now on, say what the fuck you need to say. If you need to cuss a little bit, cuss. However, the other person interprets is up to them. It's the other person. It's up to the other person and how they interpret it, how they receive it. You say what you need to say, especially when it's one of those situations where, yes, I'm getting personal. 
well, we've already had this conversation. I've already told you how I felt about something. We've already we've already came to the understanding that we have different type, different communication types. We have different personalities. Obviously, if I've already spoke my piece and then you want to try and um, turn it around and make it seem like I'm the villain. Guess goddamn what? I'll be that motherfucking villain. Goddamn what? Um, what DJ Drama said on um, how deep he said, um, what do you say? They always want to point at you and call you. That's the bad guy. That's who or whatever he said at the end of how deep with him and Jeezy. And that's how the fuck I feel. I don't give a fuck about being the villain in nobody's story. No, no more. I really don't give a shit because I've tried to keep the peace. I've tried to be nice to people. I've, I've and, and, and it's nothing wrong with growing and being kind to people, but it's just some people who don't deserve your kindness. And that doesn't make you a shitty person. It's some people who do not deserve the, 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 the genuine, the sincerity, the nice person that you are because they've shown you time and time and time again, they don't give a fuck about you. They don't respect you as a person. They don't respect y'all's differences. It's always like, well, I'm not used to your type. So can you tone it down and be what I'm used to? No, the fuck I can't. And if you can't accept that, you're not going to be my person. You're damn sure ain't going to be my friend. And I don't want you nowhere near me because when them blessings start coming in, you're not going to enjoy a bitch ass thing over here. So Again, I hope everybody had a wonderful new year, a beautiful Christmas, and I hope that y'all continue to have an amazing new year. It is my intention to get on here, <clears throat> excuse me, and record at least twice a month. So my birthday, like I said, is next week. So we already did one for this month. So starting in February going forward, it is my intention to get on here and record at least twice a month. I appreciate y'all for tuning in, for listening and recommending our uh, podcast. Um... I thank y'all for when you send me text messages to my personal phone um, and let me know that you're enjoying the podcast and that, you know, you um, you appreciate the, the topics that I'm bringing up in the movie recommendations. I genuinely appreciate y'all on every listen that y'all give us. I appreciate the support that y'all give us by, you know, telling other people about our podcast. I appreciate y'all and here's some more episodes. Y'all have a great weekend. Be safe. Be careful. Stop people pleasing and tell them folks how the fuck you feel.